He said right. something about getting on the throne, and I didn't know if that was like a poop reference. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's disgusting. Yeah, he's taking a poop. <laughs> Except in the intern's world, it's like the, sh- the toilet's already full of poop, and he sits down and slowly <laughs> creeps inside of him. <laughs> Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Me too. Daniel, are you worried or excited? I'm worried. Welcome, everyone, to Trailer Park Podcast. I am Nathan. He is Daniel. We are cousins. Tonight's show could possibly blow your mind. You have to be worried or you have to be excited. You have to choose a sign. Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. My lesbian radar is very strong. I take back everything I said earlier about puzzle pieces and vision. You can go fuck yourself. Wish you could hear the sound of my jaw dropping. Are you listening? Are you fair enough as a person that we should have even ground? Christ's sake. <sighs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to Trailer Park Podcast. 75. <laughs> 7, 70, 75. Do you want me to say it that way, too? 75. 75. Daniel. Nathan? Trailer Park Podcast, fucking episode 75. Intern, what anniversary is uh, 75, please? I don't know. God damn it. (sighs) Do you want me to play the intro song again? You want to start over? Yeah, let's just Uh, do that. Is that the diamond anniversary? Is that what it is? You just had more confidence in yourself. You already let us down. Oh. Amanda? Hmm. Hello. Let me formally welcome you to Trailer Park Podcast, episode 75. How are you this evening? I am great, Nathan. Thank you. Thank you for having me again, Daniel, love of my life. Amanda. All right. Great now, to be sitting across from Intern, I told you to go to sleep, but you didn't, so yeah. we're um, not speaking. I slept for like two hours. It's lots. Yeah, but you sound tired. You sound off your game. Yeah. What yeah. are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the whole anniversary uh, flub here, uh, Amanda. Do you do you think, from an outside um, perspective, um, do you think that the intern should be disciplined? Well, I mean, you can look at it one of two ways. You can either you know rule with a fist, or you cannot rule at all. So yes, obviously he needs to be disciplined. Yeah, and the I think I'm picking up what she's saying here by fisting him, and. That means it's time for true facts. <laughs> true facts. I love true facts. <laughs> I love facts. <laughs> I, lo- I love true facts. You guys love facts. Back me. I love facts. I only want true facts. <laughs> I love fuckers. I love facts. You two fuck faces need to give me some fucking facts now. <laughs> In turn, give me some facts. Back blast me. Fuck me. I'm gonna back you all over your face. <laughs> Blast with facts. All right, team. <laughs> Feed me with facts about 75. What do you got? Whew. It's a nice round anniversary. It's a 75% tax, of course. Okay. Monopoly board. Okay, all right, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, uh, the atomic... That these, that's the luxury tax, correct? Uh, well, actually, yeah, on the Monopoly board, that would be... Luxury tax? I didn't know that was a real thing. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Is this nice solid C in school? Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, The number of balls in a standard game of bingo in the United States. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> feel like that one should have came from you, Amanda. It should have. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't there. Intern, what is the atomic number here? Do you know? Oh, my God. Why are you asking me all these questions? Oh, I've got movie sakes. information. Oh, my God. 
Oh, for two. Just getting worse and worse. It's Renium. God, unbelievable. Oh, my favorite EM. Yeah. Do you know anything about bingo? <laughs> about, about dobbing those cards. Stop trying to make it there be a thing <laughs> that's short, slang for bingo. It's just bingo. <laughs> it's the age limit of Canadian senators. Wow. Oh, they kick them out after Oh, that? they're ageists. It's <laughs> mm. highly offensive to me. Mm, I'm triggered. All right. Well, then, okay, okay, intern, what movies came out in 1975? <clears throat> well, there is one coming up that I got to watch uh, pretty quick here, uh, Sallow, or The 120 Days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. Yeah, you fucking do. Or just Sodom. Just Sodom. Yeah. Um, yeah, that came out. There was uh, Rollerball. Mm. Rollerball came out. Death Race 2000. Um, Screamy Pacino came out with Dog Day Afternoon. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Ugh, the worst. Um, the Big Five winner, <laughs> One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. That movie uh, fucked up when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Oscar. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Still haven't seen it. What? And uh, Jawas. Jowls. 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 All right. Okay. Um, would you guys like to know some true facts from 1975? Wow. <laughs> those all lies? <laughs> Every well, last one. There's of them. there's facts and then there's true facts. And then there's true facts. And, there's tr- and then there's yeah. facts. Tell us about Mandingo. Well, I'm going to tell you a little story, a little ditty about a lie. There's a there's a lie that's been happening in turn. We've been lied to. Let's hear it. Well, uh December 23rd, 1975, uh a little something called the Metric Conversion Act in the United States. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were told that uh, they should change to the metric system, and Americans uh, they they fucked it. They didn't uh, they didn't carry it out. No, nope. they're like no thanks. But they were told to. There was an act created that said we should do this, and they created a big uh, United States metric board, and it had a chairman and representatives, and they had a timeline, and they were going to change. In turn, they were going to change. They were going to be kilometers and liters, and they were going to be the rest of the world. And then they, they fucked us. No, we took a look around the world and <laughs> saw that. Said no fucking said me- thank you. <laughs> All the countries associated with metric system are pussies. No. <laughs> like, so we stuck started, with what makes no. sense. 12 feet to a foot, 3 feet to a yard. No. No. Started putting up that wall a little earlier. It was like, thought, hey? it was like the rest of the world is using this, we should do it for the purposes of trade, so that everything is easier. And then Ronald Reagan for came who? in. Not for us. Reagan came in and abolished it and made it more difficult for everyone else. Oh, Reagan. You know what's weird, though? I don't really know how far a mile is. Like It's, one, it's 1. 1.6 kilometers. It's 5,280 <laughs> feet. Right. No, no, no. But like I'm saying, like if someone was like, how far away is you know whatever place from your house? I'd be like, I don't know. Look it up. Time to put on Daniel's shoes and give it go a, for a walk. It's, it's eleven hundred and seventy yards. Come on, this is why we stay. We stuck with it because it's easy to remember. It's not. <laughs> All right. The only other thing I got for you is September nineteen seventy-five. Two attempts. Two on Gerald Ford's life. Two. Forty-five-year-old middle-class housewife, dabbler in extreme politics, and FBI informant named Sarah Jane Moore took a shot at him. FBI informant. Yeah. That's key part of that one. Yeah. <clears throat> and then a, uh, a Charles Manson groupie, Lynette Squeaky Fromm, tried to fire at Ford as well. Both in California. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. And didn't Ford come to power? The title of that. Unvoted? 
Well, yeah, he was, well, he was pushed in because Nixon bailed. Yeah, Nixon bailed. Ford took over. Not my president. Unvoted in, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, sure. So they took, so that means you should kill him. That's obviously. That's definitely what the FBI and or the CIA thought. Ah, see, it goes it's deeper. The best option. But the best part of this is the name of that true fact, Ford Escape. Huh? That is what the car was modeled after. Yeah. If you take a look at its sleek design and economical value, you see Jill Ford, the creator of Ford cars. Oh, yeah. Right. True fact. And also... True Fox. 59th president of the United States. What about the sexual position? <laughs> the, the Gerald Ford? The sexual position for Gerald Ford is when you agree to have sex with someone, then right as they're about to penetrate, they swap out with somebody. <laughs> 75. <laughs> is there... <laughs> also, the, 75, also, the 75 is a magical double sexual position because it has a nice part and a naughty part. Also known as impeaching. Yeah. <laughs> We can call it peaching. Uh, the seven, of course, is the male, the hard edges, uh, the straight sides. And the five, of course, is the female. You imagine them laying down next to each other in bed, back to back, touching butts, sharing warmth. That's the nice side. Now, you add a little European twist to it. You throw a little, little dash across the mid bar of the seven, turn it into that kind of 75. Now we're talking full-on intimate couple requiem for a dreaming. Ass to ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my god. We're getting in, we're dipping into the poo early here tonight. Um <laughs> intern, 75th Academy Awards. What do you got? Uh what I have is uh 2003 is when it was held for the 2002 movies. Mm -hmm. Steve Martin graced the stage by hosting with Alec Baldwin. Um, what's that? With Alec Baldwin or just by himself? By himself. Oh well. Wow. Uh this this relates. The best animated short went to the Chub Chubs. Of course. Um, we went uh, bowling for Columbine, and Michael Moore got a Oscar for documentary feature. Yeah, pretty much the last time he was tolerable. Um, <laughs> my favorite uh, blob creator, uh, Hayao Miyazaki, won for Spirited Away for best animated feature. Right, the guy you murdered on seventy four. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then besides. So we have, I'm going to, I'll go out of order here, but we got Chris Cooper for Adaptation for Best Supporting Actor. Great movie. Nicole Kidman for The Hours. Great movie. For Best Actress. Oh, and the uh, rest is musical. Daniel, have you, uh, have you seen The Hours? Yes. <laughs> oh, you have. Yeah. Have you seen that, Nose? Yep. Um, the rest is, is musical. So we have a split here between Chicago and The Pianist. So what? Chicago won Best Picture. Polanski won Best Director for The Pianist. Are you just are you? And then we have off the title Adrian here? Brody. Did he even play won Best Actor for The Pianist? And Catherine Zeta-Jones won for Chicago for a Supporting Actress. Well, they had it. coming. This was a musical year. They had it coming. They had it coming. Um, are you referring to The Pianist as a musical? Even though I don't even think he plays. No, the it's piano. not a musical. <laughs> it's just it's musical. Can we talk about not the ripoff? The ripoff that happened. It's, it's a musical, though. <laughs> it wants to be. You can see it. Uh, yeah. Nicolas Cage for adaptation. He got ripped off. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's like some, That's like his best. You, you don't think Brody was like something special? He's not I'm now. He's not what, now. And I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't Over matter. The, if you look at the balance of his career, he uh, that Oscar's not doing a lot for him right now. I didn't know he was a real actor until <laughs> just now. 
Bro. He had the best I acceptance speech ever. I thought he was just a Anderson sh- schmuck. <laughs> no. I think this is arguably, and we'd have to look into it, but one of the best uh, actor in a supporting role uh, nomination pools I've ever seen. Ed Harris for The Hours, Paul Newman for Road to Perdition, John C. Riley for Chicago, Christopher Walken for Catch Me If You Can. Two mice go into a bowl of milk, and they churned that thing so hard it turned into cream, and they walked out. Right? Is that how it goes? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you're the quoter. Yeah. So if you're questioning yourself, probably not. Okay, fine. Well, I mean, speaking of best lineups, I think I forgot to mention... Um, I mean, I didn't say it right off the top, but... Oh, don't do this to me. No, I, I, I must, I must. I know we don't always, um, you know, say this, but I've, I've heard some rumors. So there was some bustling around Sad Sack Studios this week that this oh, could be oh, the greatest, like the pinnacle, best lineup that we have ever fucking had on this podcast. Like, ever. Are you, Nathan, are, are you fucking with me? I'm not fucking with you. I am not fucking with you. I mean, how excited are you guys? You guys, this could be the best one. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the best one. I'll believe it when I have. <clears throat> I got a sneak peek. I saw one of the one of the trailers already. <sighs> uh, I got to be honest with you. I think it stopped being the best episode when we stopped talking in a southern accent. Nathan, <laughs> why <laughs> did we keep this thing going? I'm going to get right back into it right now with the grab bag. You guys ready for what's inside the fucking grab bag? Grab it. Is it back to the bag? I'm a, Grab I'm a, that bag. Well, it's yeah, it's it's a pneumatic tube. He's right. It's more of a tube than a bag. Grab the bag from that tube. Um, yeah, I changed my mind. I'm over it. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Yes, yes. <laughs> <sighs> what is it? What is it? I'll tell you. This article from um, issued from Sad Sack Studios is called Wickfluence. Wickfluence. Apparently, John Wick is having an influence on other movies. Yeah, other movies that is. don't want to suck. Robin Hood Origins, the upcoming Robin Hood movie. Why Origins? Why can't they fucking figure out some other kinds of subtitles? Christ. A gritty reboot. Oh, there, there's a colon. Robin Hood colon origins that's what i mean it's colon <laughs> origins revelations <laughs> resur- resurgence resurrection it's re- fucking ridiculous it should a, just be called pre-hood it's but it's a it's a it, it's a gritty reboot starring taron edgerton of kingsman a reboot of what jamie fox and ben mendelson and they're gonna do the quote here the stuff we're doing with the bow and arrow it's the same thing that keanu does with the gun so they're gonna they're gonna have like a dance with the bow and arrow. Bow and arrow foo. It's like headshot, 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 headshot. Bow arrow foo. <laughs> oh, Back and that's cartwheel headshot, headshot. And that's bow not foo. that's not the end. The upcoming Highlander remake is gonna do with swords what John Wick did with the gun. Okay, see there. That's where it's a problem. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Hey. I'm cool with that. Highlander. Is an idea that should have been way more awesome than what that fucking goofy movie really is. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, the fucking what Robin Hood? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like, but that's. I feel like Legolas already did that. All right. Well, everybody, just calm down. Just calm down. There is one more. So what's his nuts in the Avengers? He's doing fine with his bow and arrow. Yeah. Can the hair not, actor. Can we not push the yeah. limits? Can we not push the limits yeah, here? I can go just further. Don't want people like taking like. 
saying they're John Wicking when they're not, and they're not going to well, do that's, it. No, he's he's going to be like grinding down a tree branch, just like headshot, 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 with like pulsing EDM in the background, neon lights flickering. <laughs> How many Wick movies do you think there's going to be? Five. Yeah, that makes My sense. Eh? Five. Chapter five. Oh, look, there's another tube. <laughs> Halloween. Halloween reboot or remake? Reboot. Mm-hmm. This is called Carpenter McBride. What? Carpenter McBride is the name of this. Okay. Danny McBride and David Gordon Green have been hired to do the reboot for Halloween. Wait, David Gordon Green, who's that? That sounds familiar. Yeah, he's, he's the director of Pineapple Express. He's Danny McBride's buddy. They're going to do Halloween together. Yeah. What's Danny McBride going to do in Halloween? <laughs> is he behind the camera? Is he in front of the camera? Or is he Michael? Here, let's read the Facebook post from John Carpenter himself. So you say you want a revolution? You want to shake things up and bring back Halloween and make it rock again? Well, so do I. David Gordon Green and Danny McBride are joining the project to complete the creative team. David and Danny will write the script together and David will direct. I will continue in my executive producer role to consult and offer my advice and feedback as needed. David and Danny both came to my office recently with Jason Blum and shared their vision for the new movie. And wow, they get it. I think you're going to dig it. They blew me away. I might even do the music. Maybe. It could be kind of cool, and you'll get to see it in theaters on October 19th, 2018. Carpenter said that? That's a post on Carpenter's Facebook page. Wow. I wish he said they bloom me away. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Um, if Carpenter was inspired enough to think about doing the music for it, that's, uh, that's saying quite a bit about it. I don't know what that means, though. It means it still could probably be a comedy take on it, right? No. Danny McBride in the article specifically states, we are walking far away from comedy there will be no laughs here okay well in that case i know in their comedies they're more than willing to get like incredibly brutal and gory yeah. so if he's straying completely away from comedy and wants to make this a straight up halloween reboot that's incredibly brutal uh i'm interested especially after what carpenter said he's into more like cheesy straight on takes i don't think he would be as impressed with a comedy take so interesting yeah carpenter trashes on the uh zombie remake in the article as well saying that uh it needs he needs to be myers needs to be a mystery when you get into explaining his psych the, the psychology inside of him it ruins everything so. right there's some truth to that i think the zombie one works to a degree but i see both sides yeah you know they they yanked the uh, friday the 13th yes yep. yeah they did and that's been an ongoing thing where it's on yeah. it's off it's on it's off and to be honest with you, I don't think many of us really give a shit. If it if it shows up, then yeah, of course we'll check it out because we because it's, it's it's never really on. What it is is it's like them hooking it onto the rusty old hook and then casting it out in the water, and they just sort of watch the social media and they're like, "Does anybody give a fuck that this thing's in production?" And if the answer is less than fifty percent, they're like, nope, pull it back in. We'll try again next year." Well, the article I read blamed it on the flop that was the rings. Mm reboot yeah the rings like, never made it never rings made it. like failed hard so we're not gonna rings the, the ring yeah they did another rings was the last one they rebooted the ring <laughs> wasn't that on tpp they didn't know it wasn't it was gonna be in a lineup but it i bailed 
or Sad Sack Bale. I had no idea. Yeah, it came out. It happened. They rebooted Blair Witch or continued it. One of the one of the two. Right. I yeah. think it's both. But I, what? They, I have no idea they remade the ring. So they it was a they remade the remake. It wasn't a. No, I, it, was, it was it was a, a continuation. Yeah, it was a continuation of the story. Like yeah, first you watch it, then you die. But it was like the ring colon origins. Yeah. No, no, no. It no was she just like the next comes one. out like she wants to like start possessing people now. How did I complete? I'm I'm usually like I'm not as deep in it as Nathan is, but with horror stuff, I tend to kind of pay attention. How did I miss the fucking ring remake? I don't know. Or you've, continuance or whatever. Turned into a house husband man. <laughs> 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 and on that note, you better hit the Q and A. Daniel. There are some really important questions that Nathan needs to ask you. (laughs) (laughs) So, in the honor of our headliner tonight, Kong Skull Island, the researchers at Sad Sack Studios went to work evaluating everything about the upcoming film. And all things King Kong. Mm, they're so diligent. Yeah. Apparently, Peter Jackson's 2005 rendition used a 25-foot version of the infamous primate, and Skull Island is resurrecting the 100-foot version of the mighty gorilla, which is more in line with the original 1933 film and is intended to set up the fight with Godzilla, currently slated for release in 2020. Tonight, Sad Zack is asking all of us, what is the first thing that comes to mind when presented with a 100-foot-tall gorilla? Discuss. Must be a big penis. <clears throat> Amy want tickle. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, gotta tell you, <laughs> the, in- the intern kind of nailed it right out of the door there. Uh, yes, the answer is a 100-foot Kong makes you think about that dong. Mm, Kong dong. Yeah. He's not be a ten foot dong. I think gorillas have notoriously small penises. Again, ahead of the curve. He's not wearing any clothes, right? So there must be a massive member dangling like a menace. Nope. Daniel's right. You'd be surprised to find out gorillas have extraordinarily small penises. So it'll be a six foot. I know my ape dick. Obviously, this makes all of us question what we really know about the penis. Sad Sacks is each is asking each of us to share an interesting fact tonight about the penis with the cool million for Trailer Park Podcast 75. Oh, wow. Where do I begin? Uh, I have prepared penis facts. Oh, I thought we were just winging it. Oh, I thought we were just going to talk about personal experiences and anecdotes, but fine. Okay. I think, I think, I think, I think armadillos have, like, big dicks. Uh, Nathan- it's a, like, dick to body, you know, ratio. Let's talk about duck dicks. Oh, I just thought we were going to talk about, like... This one time I saw a dick in this circumstance, and this is what happened to me. No? You okay. saw a dick out in the wild, in the woods. <laughs> it creeped up on me. I, I don't think Sad for that. could have anticipated that kind of thing. Let's talk about instances where we had encounters with other dicks than our own. Right. That's what I was <laughs> That would be more, more interesting stories, and I'm sure. I want sure. the three of you all to share... And this time yes. I happened upon intern's dick, and this is what it was doing. And when it, yeah, when it gets to intern's turn, uh, elbows on table, <laughs> chin on fists. Nathan will begin. <laughs> penis fact, penis bones. The baculum, also known as the penis bone, is something of a mystery. 
It can be broken. Humans do not have them, but most male mammals do. They vary widely in shape and size. Some are spiked or barbed. Some are curved. They're not proportional to an animal's size either. A gorilla's baculum is just a few millimeters long, and a dog's can reach three inches. Uh, Let's ask Chelsea on the pre-recorded penis fact for Chelsea. (laughs) Penis fact. Moron bones. Raccoon penis bones are considered by some in the South to be lucky charms. The little bones are also known as coon dogs, Texas toothpicks, and Abraham. Southerners wear them on necklaces, keep them in their pockets, and even include them in bridal bouquets. The trend went Hollywood in 2004 when Sarah Jessica Parker and Vanessa Williams were both seen wearing raccoon baculum earrings. Baculum is a penis bone. (laughs) Thanks, Chelsea. (laughs) Thanks, Chelsea. And uh, as Southerners, what's your experience with baculum? Uh, That's, (laughs) I don't, that's some crazy shit. I don't know what that is. (laughs) In some like podunk town, you might see like a raccoon dick on a wall in a (laughs) Fridays-esque restaurant, but walking around with raccoon dick necklaces? No. No. You mean coon dogs. Coon dogs. Texas toothpicks. That's yeah. what we do down here. <laughs> Gonna have to give you a... I see a raccoon. I'm putting his dick in my mouth to get that lettuce out of my teeth. You better believe it. <laughs> give you a necklace of Abrahams, son. Mm. Neither one of y'all have good southern accents. I uh, have a fantastic southern accent. Thank you very much, Amanda. No, they're bo- are both, <laughs> both of ours are horrible. Amanda, please read um, your, your penis fact. The blue whale has the largest penis of all animals. It typically measures between 8 and 10 feet long and 12 to 18 inches in girth. Its testes weigh, on average, between 100 and 150 pounds, and they ejaculate 35 pints of semen. What velocity? (laughs) Does it just blast out of there? I mean, I'm excited about the penis part. The balls are terrible. <laughs> what what is this? Daniel, please read your penis fact, please. Uh, penis fact. Smoking causes shrinkage. <laughs> Next time you light up, think about your penis. Smoking can cause your penis to shrink by one centimeter. The poor blood circulation, thanks to calcification of the blood vessels that occurs from smoking, is to blame. Just one more reason to kick the smoking habit. It's such a nice PSA. Mm-hmm. It can also happen even more drastically if you stop using it your dick yeah it happens to elderly people when you stop jerking off because you just don't give a shit anymore because you're just waiting to die it will if you don't use it you literally lose it literally will lose your dick until it turns into like a man clit so can you mitigate the smoking damage then can you use it excessively jerking off which i do for every (laughs) cigarette i smoke i jerk off to completion, one time. <laughs> so you properly mitigate. Okay, that's good to know. In- i this time, motherfucker. Intern, please continue. Penis fucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, bigger than you think, your penis is about twice as long as you think. Approximately half of your actual penis is inside your body, in your pelvis and attached to your uh, pubic bone. In fact, you can increase your external length by losing weight and shrinking the fat pad on your pelvis. Oh, that's why my penis looks so much bigger lately. Why? Because you wait. I stopped eating, so. Gaunt. Oh, is that why you've been so judgmental lately about like, oh, sugar and pasta? Because <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, the diabetes. It just goes right to your dick pad. 
<laughs> that's right. That's what I'm going to tell every person I meet next that sees me naked. Oh, sugar and pasta. All, all that weight's going to my dick pad. <laughs> but the dick pad is... Never mind. Is what? What's the is dick it, pad? Does it soften the blow? No, it's nice. It's nice? It's nice. The dick pad? The dick pad, because that's like the front. The buffer. She's talking about that V. <laughs> she's talking about the she's talking about the Sagan duck picture. Oh, God. Better play the headliner, Daniel. What is it? Do we even know what it is? Should I have gathered what it was from what we've been talking about? Dong. Dong Island. <laughs> oh yeah, it's something about gorillas. God. Wow. Alright. Something about gorillas. <laughs> Here we go. It's a survey job. Just chopper them in and out. Be a joyride. Everything I don't know, or I'm going to blow your head off. This planet doesn't belong to us. Ancient species owned this Earth long before mankind. Spent 30 years trying to prove the truth. Monsters exist. You don't go into someone's house unless you're picking a fight. What you're looking at is a monster from some bygone era. It's time to show that man. It's dead. Nathan, worried or excited about Skull Island Dong? Oh, it's hot. It's hot in here. Can you feel the heat? You feel the heat coming off that trailer? What a great trailer. What great music. You guys hear the drums pulsing? Yeah. Tell me everything you know, or I'll blow your head off. Fuck yeah. Samuel Jackson, again. Kong Skull Island. This is a thing. This is a thing. They're moving towards. There's going to be another Godzilla movie in between. They're going to meet up in 2020. They're going to have a big fight. 
Can't care about the fight later. Got to care about it now. Got to care about the setup. You know, are you committed? Do you think it was a good trailer? I think it was a fantastic trailer. And ladies and gentlemen, the other night I was watching Nightcrawler and I said to myself, what's Dan Gilroy doing right now? What is Dan Gilroy, the writer and director of Nightcrawler, doing right now? What's next on his plate? I looked him up and it just so happens he's the writer of the story and the screenplay of Kong Skull Island. I'm excited. All right. Intern, worried or excited? Um, yeah. I think this looks like it's uh, really well done, but it's a big monster movie that uh, isn't a Japanese version of Godzilla, which means that it's a problem. It's a problem. Well, it's not a Godzilla movie. It's King Kong. If, uh, if King Kong showed a six-foot dong, I would be excited. Can't go wrong with six-foot dong. Thank you. But... Uh, no, I don't know. I'm really excited that Brie Larson's doing more stuff, and I'm always happy to see John Goodman in anything. And looking healthy. Um, I'm not really a big Tom Hiddleston fan. I think him and Sam Jackson are like cutting out my excitement for the other half of this movie. I'm uh, I'm monster worried. <sighs> All right, one right, excited, one worried. Reset, reset. Amanda. Don't say worried because you're fishing for a point. We learned yeah, in 74. Knows? I might actually like this. We right, learned. I mean, he might end up liking it because he likes Brie Larson. Um, mm-hmm. And I just came off of Congo, which is the best movie <laughs> ever made. Amy, pretty. Amy want tickle. Amy want tickle. Um, I... I have a weakness for John Goodman, so that was hooking me in. I love him. I, I love. I love him always. He's uh, when he dies, which I feel like will be very soon because he is unhealthy. <laughs> but, he looks, will, but he looks so thin. He here. looks good. He looks great. I, I just. I hope that he lasts many more years because I will be really upset when he's gone. Um, Fat people get thin because they're either losing weight or because they are ill. Yeah. And will he ever yeah. do King Ralph two? He will never do King Ralph two, and nobody else likes that movie the way I do. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't like King Kong and I don't like these older regurgitated ideas. I don't understand why we can't just come up with something fucking new. I don't, I, I wouldn't have liked it anyway, but this story, this idea, this concept, it's tired. It's been done. It's failed. What if it was like a giant, ruthless giraffe? <laughs> just stomping around swinging its stupid neck around I'm worried worried yeah Reset. I'm also worried and it sucks because I wanted to be excited mm-hmm. I didn't I'm not sure what it was maybe I th- Samuel Jackson was part of it I'm gonna agree with the intern there and say that he detracts just cause I'm like ah, I got everything who do you know <laughs> that you get to be in everything Christ and Goodman yeah you know, I'm, I'm, I like a good Goodman but everything else looks not so good, and they only they only showed like a few little frames of of computer graphic stuff, and that didn't look that great. And what are you talking about the picture, the 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 shot of his legs and panning up. Oh, looks good. That that distant shot of him was okay, but yeah. they, they showed like the trees parting, and I was uh, I don't know. Well, also Funny. the it's... fact that I have not heard of this at all. Funny, and it's a month out. That's. 
uh, to me, that's a red flag. Buddy, daddies. one of the things that's uh, nice about it is that the humans look like they're the size of a nice hors d'oeuvre for him. Like we're a delicacy. That's the hundred foot thing so, versus the twenty five. Yeah, foot I think thing. the size is is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do want them really, really big. That's mm-hmm. better than like what was it, Mighty Joe Young, where he's just like sort of big. Oh, that music it's though. Like can we can we give some credit? Bigger. Can we give some credit to the trailer? Fucking trailer was sweet. Right, but like the Godzilla trailer was good too. The 2014 one, then it kind of failed. And then Japan came out and was like, "Here we go, we, we we remade it for like our 55th time, and it fucking blew years out of the water." Is are they just are they just gonna do the same thing with this one? Are they gonna see it and be like, "Oh, here you guys want a giant monkey movie? Here you go." <laughs> I don't know. Did it remind I you think of Nathan's uh, just like Nightcrawler? Yeah, I think he's director writer yeah. Coxswade. No, I want I want you it to be watch fun. Watch that movie over again. You watch Nightcrawler again, mm-hmm. like as in more than once. Yeah, yeah. you slam me yeah. right away for a dream because it's like disturbing to sit through. Nightcrawler is kind of like it's aw- it's awful. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's off putting to watch. Hmm. That's like a movie I just pop in for fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll say this: um, if you're saying you're worried to this, that means you are out on all. The whole lineup. The whole thing. <laughs> it's all monkey movies. This no. is the best lineup no, ever. No, not the lineup. I'm saying you're out on like Godzilla King of Monsters, the sequel to Godzilla. You're out on Kong versus Godzilla in 2020. You're out on all of it. Yeah. yeah. You're saying that you're not in on these big, huge, epic gorilla. I could be in on one of those. I'm just not on this one. Okay, fine. just want really small art house drama, sad, depressing I want this movie to rule. No, I'm not agree with that either. <laughs> too. I hope this movie is so awesome and all of you are apologizing to me. <laughs> trailer number two tonight, Daniel, is special. It's a first for Trailer Park Podcast. We've never had a Netflix movie on Trailer Park Podcast before. And, to- and tonight we have not one, but two Netflix movies. Two Netflix movies. Netflix. I feel like I recommended one of them. Netflix. That's over the top. That's like we're a TV show and we hired two main, black main actors. No, that's racist. Um, <laughs> this is Atlanta? <laughs> okay. Uh, what's happened here is Netflix is now focused on original content. They showed up at Sundance and they're buying everything. So Sundance Film Festival was kind of uh, overwhelmed by our, our good friend Netflix. And yeah. I, that's that's hilarious because those those like indie films on those circuits sit around for years before they get picked up by distributors and everyone's being all hoity-toity and desperately trying to win all this false scarcity competitions with each other. Netflix just comes in and just throws a bunch of billions around like, yeah, we'll take everything. Well, Netflix, I mean, sorry, Sundance usually produces a few Oscar contenders and that's what the whole festival's about is getting, you know, distributors. So, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see where it goes, but number two tonight, is a little ditty called I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. Period. I take exception to the title. I don't feel at home anymore, period, or something. Here we go.
My house got robbed. What did they take? My grandma's silver. Did you call the authorities? Yeah. The world is bigger than your silverware. Grow up. Everyone is an asshole. Taking Spruce my mind. Sometimes I feel like I'm underneath a whirlpool. Like I can't even breathe. The way people treat each other makes me so furious. Kevin, stop it! Is there anything I can do? Open sesame. Gotcha. <laughs> I Police! Your son broke into my house. <laughs> I have no idea where he is. Vigilante action is a good way to get your wig knocked off. You have beautiful eyes, okay? Do you want for people to not be assholes? I'm not letting you shoot anyone, anyone, anyone else. Banda, worried or excited? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I. Uh, <laughs> Here are the here are the things in the in the plus column. Um, I like the actress. I don't know her name, but I I always enjoy her. Um, Elijah Wood, he's funny to me. Yeah, he's great. Um, I like the idea that like I'm so annoyed with people being shitty and like I can't stand it anymore. I like the idea. Um, but for some reason, this trailer just really wasn't hitting for me. Um, Can I, I provide more information to help you? Sure. This won the grand jury prize at Sundance. That's information piece number one. Okay. Information piece number two. The lead actor from Blue Ruin is the writer and director of this movie. Okay. Okay. These are like not sure what to do with facts. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm just giving you, I just don't want you to dismiss it because I feel that it's going to, I like this guy and I like this girl, but I'm worried. So now I'm making it more complicated for you. No, I mean, I mean, I like this the subject matter, and I also like that it's on Netflix. It's easily accessible to me to just watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the trailer is not great. Let's, I'll just say that the trailer doesn't really make me um, care too much about the characters or what's going on. So I'll just, but I'll chalk that up to a bad trailer and say that I'm excited. <sighs> Intern? Oh, I'm excited. Uh, this is the right story. I, I want. I want to know what happens. <laughs> that's uh, that's as much as I really want to know what happens. Um, yeah, you can't shoot anyone else. I don't know. I think that uh, there's going to be a nice little lead up to some some crazy, crazy ridiculousness. I'm I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I mean Netflix has a pretty good reputation for their shows and even their movies as well. Um, you can tell that there's a better movie bubbling under the surface than this trailer lets on, and it's an interesting little take on falling down. I guess sort of like a modern, a contemporary indie, mm. uh, female-led falling down, but it's not. Did you see her doing anything? 
it gave this vibe of like like vigilante justice and I don't want you to be an asshole anymore. But whenever I saw her, she was just like just hanging out, talking to somebody. I was like, where's like the shotgun? Where's the gore and the tongue in cheek violence? Ah, oh, she's not the asshole. I don't know what to think Everyone about else this is. movie. I am very, very just like exactly on the fence. Someone needs to push me over. Um, Need a little nudge. How about a, a why not excited? Mm. Why, mm. why yeah. not excited? Yep, that's fine. Searching for a point excited. There's, there's too much. Yeah, okay, I get it. All right, the trailer's not perfect, but there's too much going on with the people involved. You know, the director and writer is the guy from Blue Ruin who is also in Green Room. The composers of this movie are the same as the Jeremy Saulnier guy that made Blue Ruin and Green Room, which means the right people are involved. And yeah, that actress, Melanie Linsky is her name. She's great. She's great. She's she's uh, genuine. Comes across very genuine. And Elijah Wood always manages to crush it somehow. And him being like the sidekick to her falling down. Great reference, Daniel. Um you know, escapade, whatever this is. And the fact that it won grand jury prize says to me that there's something here and it's worth saying that we're excited about it. I'm excited. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Fulcrum. Trailer Pop Podcast 75. It made people pass out in the theater. Little ditty called Raw. Here we go. Daniel, are you worried or excited about Raw? I think there's one overriding mitigating factor to my decision on this movie, and that I think we're dealing with some respectable goop factor <laughs> in this movie. I was thinking that when I was getting through the trailer, I was like, this looks wet. This looks wet. <laughs> 
it's seen wet. A lot of, seen a lot of paint, goop, <laughs> a lot of blood, a lot of sucking, a lot of sweating, a lot of slow motion dancing and fucking, and a bunch of weird French bullshit, laughing old men in corners and things floating in jars. I think I might be down for something like this. I think if you caught me on the wrong day, I might say I was worried, but I I feel like I haven't seen a movie in this vein for a little while, and I want to check it out. I'm excited. A deliciously fevered stew of nightmare fuel. Amanda? Uh, yeah. <laughs> they use, okay, so in the quote persuasion that was incessant, they used the word visceral multiple times, and that turned me off. Like, the first time I saw it, I was like, ooh, that's a good adjective. And then I saw it again. I'm like, y'all need to choose more quotes since you're just attacking me with them anyway. Um, I'm worried for a multitude of reasons. One being that if it's as gross as Daniel hopes it is and as the trailer makes it out to be, then I just simply can't handle it and I'm not interested. But then I also, it sort of tapped in for me a neon demon sort of situation. I'm like, oh, this is going to be super artistic. They really liked it. It can blow me. It's going to be boring (laughs) and a disappointment. So I'm worried. They really liked it. It can. (laughs) When a young vegetarian undergoes a carnivorous hazing ritual at vet school, an unbidden taste for meat begins to grow in her. Intern. That stomach skin. (laughs) Mm. Mm. This made me want to eat someone. Yeah, like pork rind crumbles. Uh, I think that this is going to be the exact opposite of the neon demon and in every way that the neon demon fails, which is... Every way? Um, well, every way except for cinematography. Mm-hmm. Um, this will succeed. Yeah. Uh, I think this is going to not be the same thing as that, even though, you know, it has the same or similar type of story. But uh, this looks like it's quality. And it's not Nicholas Winding Refn. Guy's useless. <laughs> Fucking pretentious name. <laughs> Nicholas Winding Refn. Oh. Just like every movie he's made is a piece of garbage. Mr. Refn. At least in my eyes, I know everyone likes Drive, but fuck that movie. Oh, it's like Jamie Lannister's name. What is it? Like Caster Waldow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Juniper. I think is that in there? All right, Nathan. The never ending names. Uh it has body horror in it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how good it is, it's gonna make me uncomfortable. And I'm worried about being uncomfortable. <laughs> it might be exceptional and it might be great, but the better it is, the worse it's going to be for me. So I'm worried. It's just like all stomach stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. It's just people it's gonna, like sticking their fingers in each other's navels all the way to the knuckle. I think, I think this is just a teaser, to be honest. I think she's going to start eating. And I think that's what made people pass out in the theater. And I think I'm scared. She's going to be halfway through a blowjob and then just start eating. Okay. Look, okay. we don't have baculums. She can't. Start start with the tongue and with no. the Kong, no. Kong dong. Oh, some of this Texas toothpick, baby. <laughs> you, you, want, you want to taste my Abraham? <laughs> okay, now it's time to turn the tide. It's time to make Amanda happy because she's soured. I feel that she's soured after the first three trailers of this lineup. And we're going to watch uh, a movie also from Netflix. Netflix also purchased by them to distribute. And it is called The Discovery.
Discovery. Here we go. Dum, 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 Intern, worried or excited? Um, can I get some facts? You want to know the synopsis? Sure. It is a love story set one year after the existence of the afterlife is scientifically verified. Yeah. Okay, so that's why they're killing themselves, because the afterlife is real. Yeah. And if they, they may proved as well get it, there sooner rather if, than later. If they proved it, people would start killing themselves. Oh, it yeah. is their judgment. It is directed and written by the son of Malcolm McDowell, <laughs> who was the lead actor in A Clockwork Orange. And 500 straight-to-DVD pieces of garbage. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I want to watch people kill themselves. <laughs> I love Rooney Mara. Um, that is so strange to me. You're in bad she's, uh, with Rooney Mara. She's the person that's like my age-ish. Rooney. She's still young. Never mind. Rooney and um, Kate. Rooney and Kate Mara, daughters of yep. the owner of the New York Giants. They bought I like their them way. Both, but, they uh, bought their Rooney's, way into Hollywood intern. Rooney's quality. They bought their way in. I don't care. <laughs> Is that some formal excited? Don't care. I am excited. Mm. Robert Redford. Come on. Mm. Nathan? Uh, this trailer's exceptional. Can we just say that? The slowdown of the music? Are coming out of the water and not being wet. Mm-hmm. The uh, the the blowing your head off with a gun, the suicide meter. Yeah, that's meter. a great shot. There's a lot of great things about this trailer. This trailer is very artistic. And Charlie McDowell is an interesting fellow. He's made some other movies, uh, one of which I've been trying to burden, but uh, not gonna get too into too much detail there. Um, he's an interesting fellow. He's actually um, dating and or going to marry Rooney Mara. So you're you're fucked there, intern. Um, yeah, it's just life. He had he had two girls move in above him over his apartment, and he made a website called Dear Girls Above Me, where he just chronicles things that they say. <laughs> he can hear them saying shit, and he just says, just posts it on his website. He's an interesting fellow, and I enjoyed his other movie that I've been trying to burden. And yeah, I uh, he's he's an up and a comer. He's a, he's going to be a player. This guy's going to be good. 
this movie's probably going to be interesting. We might, you know, not benefit from blowing it out of proportion and thinking it's going to be amazing because the trailer was so good. But, but who cares? You know, we got to risk every once in a while. I'm excited. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to go excited too. I mean, there's the concept alone of people just committing mass suicide because fuck it, it's got to be better in the afterlife than it is here. No one seems to be worrying about judgment or anything. But I I feel like I don't know. I'm not getting as impacted by these trailers as I feel like everyone else seems to be. Uh, Because it took me a long time to even figure out that it was something about suicides at all. I was like, oh, weird. Are they running some sort of like murder for hire business? Oh, it's suicides. And then. No, no. I don't think they're committing suicides in the trailer at all. Except for the one where the guy blows his head off. (laughs) Right. That one. Yeah. Yeah. But that said, I mean, yeah, I got to respect. I've had one. I've also had a movie from Netflix that I've tried to slip on the burden list a couple of times and hasn't been chosen yet. Uh, So. Yeah, I know that they make quality. I'll go ahead and give them a chance. Excited. Uh, I'm excited, too, of course. Um, I love Jason Segel. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I love him so much. He's very mediocre, but I, I am obsessed with him. Nice, nice to see him in a semi-serious role. Right. Um, and, yeah, there's something about it. I think it, I'm also, I think I'm a little bit persuaded by the song choice, which is a great choice for the trailer because um, it's drawing me in probably more than anything else about, you know, the the plot that you're getting from from the trailer, um, but I want to watch it. I'm excited to see it when it comes out on a, on Netflix. When I can watch it without any pants on at home. <laughs> and and also just a shout out to a, a black actor that's starring in the Discovery. His name is Ron Canada. Oh Canada. I see you, Ron. I see you. And finally tonight we're going to be checking out as our fifth trailer, Logan. Logan, here we go. Logan, what did you do? Charles, the world is not the same as it was. Mutants. They're gone now. I hurt myself today. To see if I still feel I focus on the pain The only thing that's real What is she? Beneath the She's like you of time Very much like you The feelings disappear She needs our help you are someone to come along. Someone has come along. I am still right here. And you could have it all. My empire of dirt. I will let you down. Find a way. Logan. Okay. 
Nathan, worried or excited? I'm a sucker for that Johnny Cash song. It's a good song. It's a great it song. It is a great cover? song. Great cover. Yeah, good, good call. Cover. Yeah. It's a good cover. Yeah, okay. Nine Inch Nails, thank you. Johnny Cash, thanks for making it better. This yeah, is... Um, okay, thanks for making another version of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? The Nine Inch Nails one's pretty good, too. Uh, I feel that there is a terrible timeline with X-Men movies, and I'm just so worried about most X-Men-related material nowadays. But I've also heard a lot of stuff, um, and I'm not a comic book aficionado, but I've heard a lot of stuff about the old man Logan time like uh, storyline. And they rumored that this was going to be what that was about. And it's, you know, I think Intern told me earlier it was it's more of a recent uh, comic book storyline that was created. And a lot of people were excited about this specific storyline becoming a movie. And just combined with the Johnny Cash thing there and seeing Patrick Stewart again, this is the swan song. This is this is Logan. This is Wolverine's. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I mean, guys, it's been 20 years. Like, this has been a long journey. Hugh Jackman was plucked, and he became Wolverine, and it made him famous. And this is our swan song to Wolverine. He's not going to do it again after this, so... I'm going to I'm going to give him an excited because it's kind of a goodbye and it's it there's a chance that this one could actually be really good just based on the the you know rumblings of the comic book community about this specific storyline there's this has a shot to be really good this isn't X-Men Apocalypse this is this could actually be good and I'm excited Yeah see that's really strange to me you say like the recent X-Men properties in a bad way I liked all the last 3 including Apocalypse, people had a lot of issue with it. And I was like very kind of bewildered when I came out after the movie and then started reading things. I was like, what? Yeah, babe, it's Did- because you and I go see movies and we have a great time. And then we're like, why doesn't anybody else like this? Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm down with this. There's a lot of weird shit in this that you wouldn't normally see in a, in a superhero movie. And I'm glad, I'm glad that you get some of these weirder stuff that, the, that, that Fox is doing with X-Men. I get that the timeline jumps around and they technically started it over again. And the Wolverine time movies seem to exist in some alternate timeline, yeah. even separate to that. I get that as well. But I'll, I'll say this. This is the first Wolverine or standalone Wolverine movie that I've cared to see. I've seen Origins just on, by accident, but I didn't want to go see it. I never saw the the like the, the one where he goes to Asia or whatever. They're both both horrible. I didn't see that one, but this one I actually want to see. And we were just speaking about this recently. I'm a sucker for good characters having kids. Um, I, I know it's fucking dumb. And, it's not dumb. But it's but it's it's always I'm always a sucker for that kind of stuff. So yeah, you know, the, the music uh, kills it. The trailer looks like it's kind of intense and looks like Logan's getting kind of old. Like maybe his healing powers aren't working as well as they used to. But uh, and then also uh, Patrick Stewart having another <laughs> that scene of him on the bed just being like, ah, 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 Logan. <laughs> 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 excited. Amanda. Uh, well, I, OK, I'm still OK. We'll get there. But I love that Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. Patrick Stewart. I love that they are, you know, ride or die. Um, <laughs> the family. <laughs> they're the family. Um, but yeah, we were talking about this movie the other day, and like, I, I, I'm afraid to confess this to the cool million because I feel like they will attack me on Twitter. But that's fine. I'll accept it because I'm not on Twitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Unaffected. 
I've never cared for Wolverine as a standalone character. I get that he's super complex and it, cool. Like his powers are awesome and he has this crazy backstory and he's so like conflicted and broken inside and I should love him, but I just, for whatever reason, I only like him in an ensemble. I've never liked him by himself. Um, can I help you push, can I help push you over nope. the edge to nope. excited? It's, it's already decided. Can I help push you over the edge to excited? You can try. It's directed by the same guy that wrote and directed Kate and Leopold and Girl Interrupted. That does not. It's rated R. That doesn't help. <laughs> Nothing about that helps. <laughs> he, oh, he directed. Man. He directed Night and Day. Oh, that's mm. funny. He was he was given special thanks for John Wick. It also just looks like it's going to be real slow. Director of it, Identity, director and writer of Walk the Line. Identity is awful. I'm trying. It's just going to be well, slow. Well, he did 310 to Yuma. What's the runtime? What's our runtime? Is it 220? I feel like it's 220. Oh, shit. <laughs> Is it 230? If, if it's a swan song, you know it's like 216. It's Yeah, thank you, Daniel. It's 115. So here you go. This is what you'd want to say. You want to say Copland, Girl Interrupted, Walk the Line, 310 to Yuma. Two hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm out. Worried hard pass. Yeah. Not seeing it. <laughs> I could tell it was going weird. I was trying to scramble. <laughs> Intern? So uh, I think... Um, one of the problems with superhero movies is that they're too big now. And this one doesn't look like it's going to be that, which is great. Because as part of the story, most of the mutants are supposed to be dead. So Yeah, that's yeah, a good point. Yeah, there's no like epic super montage ultimate battle scene. It's a lot of personal yeah, little fights. So yeah. It's just yeah. like a sad, depressing story. Right? <laughs> one of the other problems with... Wow. So, I also, I do really like Wolverine as part of the X-Men, and the Wolverine movies are a travesty for someone who, like, I usually buy most Marvel and DC movies, because I have a lot of Marvel and DC comics um, that match up, but Wolverine himself, really, the movies are pieces of shit, and this doesn't look like that at all, which is great. It doesn't even matter what you say at this point in turn. The drum beat from Kong has been beaten out of me. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm excited to watch this because it's going against everything that Marvel's doing lately. Yeah. God damn that. Put a sock on it, boy. Or else she'll be out of here like shit through a goose. Ladies and gentlemen of the Cool Million, welcome to the second part of Trailer Park Podcast. Um, this is the roundtable where we discuss the burden list and the archive update. Uh, you may have um, witnessed tonight the one of the greatest lineups ever get shit on and um, all of the positivity gets sapped out of Nathan's <laughs> being. <laughs> so we're just going to move right along tonight. <clears throat> <clears throat> and... 
um, yeah, you guys are all going to rue the day that you shat on Kong. I feel like Nathan's upset about something. <laughs> <laughs> in turn... He's, like, he keeps everything, like, real closed in, though, so yeah. it's hard to... And cryptic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I really hid my frustration. <laughs> in turn, the burden list. Don't bother everyone with the usual information. I mean, at this point, it's episode 75. If you don't know what the fucking burden list is by now, then, you know, educate yourself. Go to the yeah, website. If you stuck around for this part, you know yeah, how it goes. You know how it goes. So I think the most relevant information tonight is the new rules. So if you could go to the burden list page and just, you know, give us a refresher on the new rules. Maybe uh, tell us what's on the uh, on each other's list and we'll just go on from there. Okay. So, well, there's some new rules. So I'll just go through one through four here. Uh, movies that have already been seen will be burdened anyway and must be rewatched to be properly appreciated. Uh, you know, two, you no longer have to see the movie you're burdening. Three, movies that have not been seen by the burdener can automatically be burdened back after being watched. And four, if a movie is automatically burdened back but was clearly done in spite, it can be challenged after being viewed. Um, which means that uh, I have to watch it and then burden it back to someone else and they'll go to six. <laughs> I love that the the, the so, punishment for going back and forth with spiteful nonsense is just to just to burn you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, it's a check and balance system, really. What we have right now on your guys' list, Nathan's travesty of a list here is the TV series The Shining, um, the comedy. I'm guessing Mom and Dad Save the World, um, the horrific Poultry Geist. I think there's a subtitle. I can't read it. Night of the Chicken uh, Dead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jack Frost, the not Michael Keaton one, which is strange considering uh, Daniel's love of Michael Keaton. Well, Michael Keaton is not chilling, nor is he killing. Exactly. No. Uh, and Kung Fu Hustle. Uh-huh. And yeah. uh, Daniel's uh, much more leisurely viewing, albeit longer. No, to him, except this is, for the to, Shining. To, to him, him, it's horrendous. To him, they're all poultry geist. Um. <laughs> You've got Brothers, uh, Little Children, Love and Mercy, uh, Revelation Road, Reservation Road. Reservation. Man, need bigger posters. And Midnight Special. You can click on them. They get bigger. (laughs) Yeah, look at how big that is. Uh, I will say, even even if I like the movie that I'm being burdened, there's almost every other viewing, there's a point where I pause the movie and go, not even halfway. Yeah, every single time. It was real bad with that. What was that one that was like forever long? It was like a noir thing. Oh, it was Chinatown. Yeah. Oh God! I think we stopped it like four times. We're like, how is it? How are we not even close? How are we not even close? Oh, oh my I've, God! You I've, gotta just not do that. I've watched burdenless movies in segments. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fine. Wow, it's fine. I don't have I don't have the the, the willpower for that. I gotta like get no. it all out in one go. Because he waits till the last minute to do it. Boy. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to uh, have you guys go up on each other. Fair part. Uh, Daniel, do you have options for Nathan, or are you just going to give him a movie you haven't seen? Oh, no, I, I have options. Even though the rules have changed, it doesn't just mean that we just become barbaric all of a sudden, <laughs> just start shoving choices down each other's throats. This is still a game. This is still a show. Uh, but tonight, Amanda will be presenting my Ooh. themed options. Welcome. Yes. Always always a theme. Um, 
And, you know, I'm trying to be polite <clears throat> here. Mm, okay. So I, I, I've, I've selected it as a little bit a different way to present your options to you. I don't think this has been done in the history of TPP, Sad Sack. Uh, I'm going to tell you your three options. I'm just going to tell you a awarding group that nominated each movie mm. for something. Like the award show. Sure. Okay. Um, number one, this movie was nominated for an award by the Central Ohio Film Critics Association. Yes. Number two, this movie was an Oscar-nominated movie. Hmm. And number what? three, this was nominated for a Razzie. Can I ask what category? No, no, I will not give you that information. No. Then I gotta go Oscar. Oh, so many. What travesty. What Transformers did he choose? It was a trap. It was a trap. And I thought you would know it was a trap. But Daniel just watched this because he loves me. Uh, you're, you're getting Fifty Shades of Grey. What the fuck was it nominated for? It was for? nominated for song? For a song. And that, it's a good song. It's a great song. I listen to it all the time. Uh, wow. You, yeah. You might... I, I would be interested to talk with you, Nathan, about Fifty Shades of Grey after you watch it. It was bizarre. <laughs> that's fine. It actually, you know, the, the sequel's coming out, so that's fine. You know, it kind of lines up. We, we had a bondage theme tonight for Valentine's Day. Yeah, it was Day. Valentine's Day themed. So. Okay. Well, have you seen my lineup? Fifty Shades of Grey is probably the best movie that's on That's probably the lineup. best thing on there, yeah. yeah. I'm totally fine uh, with it, actually. So envious of your burn list. Mom and Dad Save the World looks so fun. I don't know why that's getting so much hate. Mm. Mm. Uh, not as much as The Shining, because it's The mm. Shining's clearly been there the longest. The Shining is Nathan's Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And I, I already watched Poultrygeist, so you know. I mean, Sad Zach said to me, "Hey, maybe you just, maybe you just never watch it." <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, I never thought about that." <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, to, yeah. My, to my, in my head, my list is four movies. <laughs> Maybe we could just make the list bigger, and then there would be more <laughs> options. Speaking of making things bigger, Nathan, what are your options for Daniel? Oh, uh, Daniel, I have three options for you tonight that I have never seen. Oh, God. I knew. I told you. Yeah. He changed the rules on for a reason. We're a sa Hey, Sad Zach changed the rules. Um, we're going to do taglines tonight. Number one, she's in one of her moods again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number two. For a good time, call a cop. Oh, it's not like there was more. Number three, you bled my mama, you bled my papa, but you won't bleed me. Man, these are good ones. What was number two again? For a good time, call a cop. And number one, one more time. She's in one of her moods again. She's in one of her moods again. Oh, man. What a choice. I don't know. I like the way you say option number one. Oh, this is perfect. Daniel, in tribute to our headliner tonight, you have chosen Queen Kong. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, sounds like a relief. Queen Kong. From 1976, a female film crew journeys to Africa where a giant ape, Queen Kong, falls in love with the crew's male star. Yes. <laughs> yes, awesome. Were these all ape-related? This is a gender swap King Kong. From the 70s. They made 
King Kong a remake in the middle of the 70s. And this was like a gender swap. It's like, this is so progressive. You guys don't know. I have no idea how you're going to even find this. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, how are you going to find it? That's <laughs> that is true. I'm going to have to hunt this thing down. Possibly I honestly, buy it. I honestly think this is, a, this is a good thing, these rule changes, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for this to get burdened back. Hey. And then burdened to the end. Um, although I do think that Daniel will probably appreciate this anyway. I'm, I'm curious. All right. Uh, let's talk about uh, movies you guys watched. Um, Daniel, can you let us know about uh, Midnight Special? Ooh, it was close. That was one of two options that I had tonight. Do you know what the other one was? I don't. I just want to know about Midnight Special. That's okay, I watched- what I want to hear about. <laughs> Love and Mercy. Ah, got a little bit of Beach Boys action. I'm feeling those good vibrations. Getting your Dano on. Mm-hmm. Definitely getting my Dano on. I had a very interesting experience with this movie because I had so many thoughts like right away. Actually, no. Throughout the entire film, I was usually I'm, I kind of watch a movie in a haze and I develop my opinions after the fact when I ruminate. But this one, I was going along with it on the all the way through and. It's like somebody took a really good movie and a really bad movie and like mashed them together. So and also, what, and what I, half's the good and what half's the bad? The uh, Paul Dano, like in the past era, that's so that's like the good stuff. You, mm-hmm. get, you get a lot of like the really like the movie has like is, is directed really well and it has a lot of really cool cinematography. There's all these the way they handle his uh, Paul Dano, aka Brian Wilson's like sort of clinically depressed episodes and him fading in and out of, of consciousness and having panic attacks all the time and just being a general like avant-garde genius. All that was like done really, really well, even though I thought that every single person in this movie was miscast except for Paul Dano. But that all that stuff I liked really well. The John Cusack stuff I found really hard to get through. Daniel, I completely agree with you. I think you could delete all of John Cusack's stuff from this movie and it would be fine yeah it was the dano stuff that left an impression especially that dinner scene the dinner scene really stuck out to me oh when he freaks out from everybody yeah. like all the the crescendo of like silverware touching plates yes yeah that scene was exceptional and then for i think a week after this movie i was like jesus christ brian wilson was a genius and this music was awesome and yeah, I just like, had this, you like, have to like see all the crazy like concoctions that he was making. He was trying to make an album that competed with the Beatles. Yeah, like a terrible name for a band, but great music. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. They were trying to switch. I love when he's like, "We don't surf. We've never surfed. Surfers don't like our music." <laughs> <laughs> just in, well, it kind of infected my brain with Beach Boys music. I don't know. One of those moments where you like you watch a biopic and you're like, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" Yeah, he was fucking awesome. Like yeah, when you it's watch, more in, it's more interesting than a usual biopic. Yeah, and yeah. I think yeah, it was just all the John Cusack stuff. Like he's, I don't think he's a very good actor, and he uh-huh. wasn't handled well in those scenes. And Elizabeth Banks wasn't really doing all that great either. It's so the two of them with zero chemistry. No chemistry. And for the first part, they're they're trying. To, uh, Paul Giamatti's hilarious, and he's kind of scary, <laughs> and like a Robin Williams when he gets angry, kind of scary way. But even that didn't feel genuine. It just felt like uh, Gia- it felt it felt cagey. It felt like Giamatti doing cage. Yeah, but it was. Uh, <laughs> They're trying to make it seem like uh, uh, John Cusack as Brian Wilson is, you know, being taken advantage of and he's, he's being drugged out of his mind. And 
be, being t- on all this stuff, but it, it really just comes across like he's had some sort of brain injury or like he's like a simpleton. And then Elizabeth Banks falling in love with him and having sex with him on the beach. You're like, oh, you just took advantage of like a special needs person. Let's just What's wrong with technically that? Technically rape. Elizabeth Banks. No. Elizabeth Banks bothers me a little bit. She does me too. Even though, uh, she's great in Slither, and then otherwise, I have a hard time yeah. sometimes. There's got to be a comic comedy too, right, Amanda? I be... like her in comedies, but yeah, no, there's got to be a comedy twist for Banks for me. If it gets too dramatic, I'm like, what are you doing here? Why are yeah. you here? And Cusack, I'll say, he's a great method actor for Cusack movies. It's it's a strange a strange world, the whole Cusack thing. Because I mean, high fidelity. Yeah. And you know, gross point blank. blank. Like those those movies are awesome. But that's He's a male Kristen Stewart. He can play one character, which yeah. is himself. Sure. But that's method acting. So you can have that conversation about a lot of different people. But um and I'm not trumpeting Kristen Stewart's merits. I just don't like that you're comparing John Cusack <laughs> to Kristen Stewart. They both play like angsty assholes. Yeah, and he's the lesser Cusack. Yeah, Joan is the tits, man. Yeah, Joan is the tits. You're right. And it's, that's all backwards. <laughs> and Giamatti, Giamatti, can we just stop for a second? Because Giamatti, who who decided? There was like a critic somewhere along the way that just said, oh, powerful actor. <laughs> <laughs> and and other, other critics were like, yeah, no, he's right. Great, great work. And all of a sudden... I find myself like, what the fuck is this asshole doing in these movies? <laughs> yeah, he said he's got sort of a like an improv group feel oh, to him. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Whenever he gets angry or like furious about something, you're like, nope, nope, not really. Sorry, sorry, Paul. It was, no, I like him. It would, nice I, I thought it was fun though. Like, I didn't. It didn't strike me as like silly as maybe it should have. But I, I, I found it fun when he was like, he had. <laughs> there's this one scene. Where Elizabeth Banks comes over and the maid is freaking out. And she brings out this huge bottle full of pills. And she's like, she's just feeding him pills. He's so crazy. And then it just shows John Cusack. And he's like slumped in this like like ninth graders school desk. All sweaty with like a piano in front of him. And it's just Paul Giamatti just screaming at his face. Make some music. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys hear the intern say, I like him. Yeah. Yeah. You're, You're one of those people that skipped over. Lady in the Water and Shoot Him Up. I was going to say, I really like Lady in the Water. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. Lady in the Water and Shoot Him Up. Those were like, what the uh, fuck are you? Who is this guy? I'm, uh, I'm still okay. I, I, I experienced both sides of Paul Giamatti and I'm okay with it. <laughs> On sideways? Yeah, but it's like an awkward acceptance. It's like, okay, there's Paul. This is interesting. It's, and this came right after or before his other music manager role. He's he's good in that that other weird biopic too about that American graphic San Andreas. No, no, oh, no, no. You're not talking about that. No, that okay. uh, that like that American graphic uh, artist writer. What's it? Harry Crumb? Is that what it is? Yeah, that's what it is. Crumb. He, he does a really good job with that character as well. But otherwise, yeah, he's kind of silly. But I so yeah, I don't, it's, it's it's odd because like you could it's half it goes back and forth with Paul Dano and and Cusack, and you could really just stick with the Dano. Dano, fuck, he got burned. Where's the supporting actor nomination for Swiss Army? Jesus Christ. The Oscars are a sham. Let's move on. Yeah. 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 What's coming down, right, intern? That's what's next? Oh, yeah. What's coming down? Well, uh, let's, let's tell, tell me about not Michael Keaton. Let's let's talk about who is chilling 
And who is killing? Do you watch Jack Frost? <laughs> I had to get something off this goddamn thing. I thought for sure you were going to watch Kung Fu Hustle or something. No. Their mom and dad saved the world. I'll tell you, I looked for Kung Fu Hustle <laughs> on Netflix <laughs> before choosing Jack Frost. You know what I said to myself? I said, you know what? Fuck it. The next 90 minutes, we can get something really bad off of this list. Let's swallow hard and do this. Um, some of the questions uh, I asked myself. Uh, the first question I asked myself is, why did Daniel want me to watch this? And what I've written here for Jack Frost is, no, really, why did you want me to watch this? <laughs> it was Christmas. I want some feedback because I don't. It was Christmas. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. Vindictive, outrageous. vindictive yeah. burdening. Yes, okay. some vindictive burdening for sure. Okay, you can bet that I'm not just popping in Jack Frost whenever I need some background noise. Mm. Uh, I believe does he rape someone with a carrot dick? Shannon Elizabeth. Yes. I don't really see it as a raping. I see it more of as a bear hugging incident. <laughs> <laughs> a bear hugging carrot penetration. I don't no, see. Any, there is no penetration, and he doesn't have a dick. He has a nose. Yeah, but you get it. And then what, what are some debts that we get in Jack Frost? Um, well, we get the, um, the axe handle all the way down the gentleman's throat. Mm -hmm. um, and he makes some cheesy one-liner about being axed a question. And then yep. <laughs> the wife of that gentleman got ornamented, I guess I'll say, because he, you know, like Daniel was saying earlier how a dog's fake paws get maneuvered by sticks. Yeah. Well, in this case, it's like snowman arms, like punishing a fake head from the back into a pile of orna broken ornaments and just, you know, mangling her face. And I think he also uh, takes some Christmas lights and spins them around her neck as well. Sure, yeah, make her into a tree. Yeah. Um, now, how does, how does Jack become alive? A uh, special genetic... Um, secret government serum yep. that's being transported in a truck near Snowminton. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The town's name is Snowminton. Snowminton. Why? That is. I, why that? Yeah. I don't understand. It's got to be that. right next to Edmonton. Oh, it's got the Munton part of it for sure. And um, well, it intersects on the road. With Genetic experimental serum. They couldn't even go with like a serial killer dies next to a snowman during a thunderstorm, or like yeah. <laughs> had to go with wow. transporting you know a yeah. genetic serum. And they're and they're doing this. Nathan suppressing how much he likes this movie. <laughs> and they're driving this past the road and intersecting with um, a vehicle containing the actual serial killer named Jack Frost. Mm-hmm. who has um, yelled and shouted his, uh, his plan for vengeance against the sheriff of Snowminton um, before being carted away and uh, ending up in this traffic accident with the genetic altering material, which blended his DNA with snow, yeah. really terrible fake snow, which turns him into a really terrible fake snowman that yeah. terrorizes Snowminton, <laughs> Snowminton. Yep. and causes many problems and, you know, bunch of cheesy one-liners that are somewhat amusing. I don't... This is already better than the Michael Keaton, Jack Frost movie. Well, I don't actually doubt that. Uh, the over-the-top ridiculousness is charming and fun momentarily, but I did have the... Uh, you know when you watch a movie 
on the PlayStation, you can push select and have the the amount of time left in the movie just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was there, so mm-hmm. that I could I could see progressively where I was during the film. Um, yeah, it's childish and it's okay. silly and it's over the top. I don't really know what else to say other than please don't burden the sequel. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in no rush for the sequel now. Jack Frost is sort of a classic in that bad puppetry, low-budget horror sort of arena. So, one's enough. It's like a gift for next Christmas. Yeah. For for my quotes that I do, for the uh, reviews that I find, I couldn't... Rotten Tomatoes didn't have... It said error, not page not found. So, <laughs> um, what I did was I went into Amazon... And I took one uh, one star rating and one five star rating, so I could give you some feedback from both sides. Sure. Uh, this is from Thomas Hansen, gentleman. Contributed this to Amazon on June fifteenth, twenty sixteen. He said, "This is a one out of five. Uh, I watched this movie based only on the cover art. If Jack would have looked like that, it would have been worthwhile. He looks nothing like that." That was the complaint. <laughs> That he didn't look like the equally, if not more, shitty cover art. Well, it, I, point, I, I remember that too. It does look he does look different from the cover art. Yeah. But the cover art is like just drawn on on top of like a picture by some <laughs> shitty Photoshop. What the fuck is he talking about? I don't know. It points out that you know the silly cover it doesn't appear in the movie. Here's your five out of five from Greg Cahoon on December 29th, two thousand. He said the movie is terrible. The plot is predictable and stupid. The acting is hit and miss. The special effects are horrid. For crying out loud, a killer snowman. It's insane. However, it's one of my favorite DVDs. I love to force my friends to <laughs> suffer through the movie when they come to visit me. <laughs> this guy's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful, but I love to make people suffer. <laughs> and the suffering... So much suffering. <laughs> you must pay in suffering. And then I push Jack Frost in the DVD player. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Well done. Yeah, good session. <sighs> um, intern, tonight we're going to get a little or blast. Or go the archive. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're going to get a blast from the past tonight. Yeah. All right, ladies, I hope you brought protection because Andrew the intern is here and he's going to put the update in you. <laughs> it's my favorite one. It's like the only one I like. Uh, and am I ever going to put the update in you guys and Amanda tonight? So deep. Uh, this was an episode that started off on a completely wrong note. And I will have my vengeance. We started with The Martian. And then we did The Walk. Then Cooties. Then The Intern. And then Legend. Now, The Martian, I was really excited about beforehand. And everyone spent the whole time just shitting on uh, on me. <laughs> um, Nathan, you were Goodwill Martian worried. Uh, Daniel, you were just planting crops worried. Amanda, you were listening only worried, even though you saw every trailer. 
in well, this I didn't uh, failed anything. experiment. Yeah, this is where you uh, laid down and tried to be a tea parker. Um, you didn't watch the trailers. You were like, I want to feel the audio experience. <laughs> oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then Chelsea was the human spirit is not that great worried. I'm excited. Uh, Nathan and Daniel went a little overboard with clips while I was trying to talk about my excitement. So uh, I gave myself a plus one or a point. Amanda and Chelsea didn't get any. And Nathan and Daniel are minus 100. <laughs> so moving on to the I walk. Totally fuck I, up my percentages. I do remember fucking with them on that one. What did we do? We, we purposefully said we were worried. Because he loved it so much. <laughs> we just were playing like we were like crops on Mars. This is unrealistic. This is bullshit. Fuck Karis. Fuck fuck this movie is what we said. Just like playing clips of me telling me to fuck myself some different way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. The walk. He's a real gentleman. I know. <laughs> uh, Nathan, you said that uh, choosing a side. You can't falter excited. You have to choose a side with this one, hmm. which I thought was interesting because Chelsea then came right back and said, no, this is the definition of walking the middle, worried. Hmm. Um, is this the, the, the JGL movie? Yeah, where he, yeah. Talks. he talks like this. Yeah, he's a Frenchman. Yeah, he, he talks just like the real guy. <laughs> Hello. He does a pretty good job of making it the same. Um, Daniel, you were worried because this is already a popular and successful documentary. Uh, Amanda, you were worried just like The Martian, and I wanted to see him fall off the wire worried. Uh, went and saw this with Nathan, and uh, this was the foot experience that he thought he hit with uh, smelly, last week's episode. Smelly feet, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only way to watch this would be an IMAX in 3D, and now that that's not available to everyone, mm-hmm. there's no need to watch it. Yeah, this would have been terrible if we didn't watch it. In 3D. Sorry, Zemeckis. Um, so the documentary, though, is uh, successful and good. I watched it as soon as we got back and enjoyed that quite a bit as well. So if you just watch that instead. Hmm. Uh, which means that, uh, Nathan, you're at minus 100. Hmm. Daniel, you're at minus 99. Yes. Amanda, you're at 1. Chelsea's hmm. at 1. And I'm at 2 for points here. This is Working bullshit. your way back, boys. This is bullshit. Uh, cooties. Cooties. Anybody watch cooties? Does everybody watch cooties? I watched. Yeah, that's a funny one. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Everybody's watched cooties, I think. Yeah, it was good. Okay, solid. Good. Uh, Nathan, you said you were a train wreck worried. Mm. <laughs> Everyone else said they were excited. So, yeah, Daniel Nathan. was ex- Daniel was excited about killing kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This one time intern and I were like high fiving each other. Yeah, I thought it would be negative scale movie excitement, but it, I don't think it really was. I was like, "Yeah, killing kids," and you're like, "Yeah, killing them, man, fucking them." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Okay, so I'm back uh, up to like what, like seventy six now? No, you're at uh, minus ninety eight. Uh, Nathan's at minus ninety nine. He's bitter. He's bitter about the Martian. What? What if we apologize and say that we like the Martian? Uh, well, no, it's too late for that. Oh. It's too late for that. Fuck. I did, did I, uh, I did a miscue on the points here. Well, the points obviously don't mean anything anymore if you're going to be 98-ing us. What? We'll get back to normal next episode. <laughs> uh, Amanda and Chelsea have two, and, uh, I have three. Hmm. 
Next, we have The Intern. Did anybody watch this? No. No. You know what? It doesn't matter. Do you know why? Because it's called The Intern. And uh, we're following each other on Facebook. This is the greatest movie that was ever made. <laughs> um, it's a plus three. Everyone was worried and I was excited. It's a masterpiece. Oh, Chelsea was also excited. Huh. So, uh, yeah. Uh, me and Chelsea are... <laughs> oh. Chelsea's at three, three now. I'm at four. Oh, you're serious? Amanda's at two. I get, I get to read what he's written on his posting here. It says... It said that I said, Nathan, the title turns me off worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. And then we had Legend, Sorry. which uh, we had a, a Bane conversation, Bane voice. Mm. What is Legend? What is that? So Tom, Tom Hardy plays twins. Oh, right. This is the one that you saw, but you don't remember seeing. And then uh, Daniel tried to explain it to you, but did uh, a poor job. <laughs> um, yeah, Amanda, it's funny because you're uh, worried you can't possibly be good even though you haven't seen the trailer. But I think you said you did see the trailer after. <laughs> Sounds about <laughs> so, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Daniel, you said it seemed cartoonish and cheap worried. Nathan with Tom Hardy needs to lose the Bane voice worried. And then Chelsea's like had a weird fascination with his Bane voice and really likes it outside of Batman because she doesn't like Batman. And she loves how the protagonists dress excited. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the best part about this was the costume and setting. Huh. Um, perfectly mediocre. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. What? You're actually posting this? The minus 100 really happened? <laughs> what? There's I'm uh, reading your yeah, graph. Yeah, the chart here. Your graph uh, says that I'm at 11. percent Yeah, Daniel's at 8. percent Nathan's at 11. percent This is Matt bullshit. Matt is at 62. Chelsea's at 67, and Horse I'm at 68. Crap. This is. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens when silence comes around. Oh my god. Oh, it's good. Now the numbers are just as meaningless as I always thought they were. Yeah. 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 This this graph is finally true. Not rooted <laughs> in reality at all. But right. Okay. Perfect. The archive <laughs> update is now a sh complete sham. I really thought that the intern was joking that whole time when he was talking about the movie The Intern. I was like, oh, that movie was terrible, right? Didn't everybody hate that? Oh, no. Oh, we're saying it was good. Oh, okay. He has to That's love where it. we're at. They follow each other on Twitter. It's adorable. <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> what? Daniel's got a boner for like things. two minutes in this wouldn't, scene. Wouldn't be the Great. first plus three that I disagreed with. Yeah, that really rough, brutal graphic sex scene between De Niro and Hathaway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, great. not Hathaway. It's uh, Russo. Oh, Rene Russo's in there. Okay. Um, I wouldn't they, know. I and they help, the him, they help him get laid, right? I'd suck Rene Russo's dick. <laughs> Isn't she a nightcrawler? Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. that awful she blue makeup. She gets fucked in that, too. They, you know, they, they're just suggestive. I think they should have showed it. I think they should have showed... Lou Bloom making her do things. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. Next topic. <laughs> Next topic is if anybody else wants to air out any uh, anything about any movies they've seen, anything. I'm on a quest. You what quest? You, you want a quest or you're on a quest? I'm on a quest. I'm on a quest to find the creme de la creme best, like, blockbuster failure. I've had some really great contenders lately. Yeah, she got. She really liked Congo. I loved Congo as being a terrible, but like blockbuster movie. So now she's she's feeling feeling the need for more. Yeah, like, and then we watched Catwoman. 
<laughs> mm, I would put my vote in on that. Where Halle Berry turned into a cat mm. woman. Yeah. That's awful. That fucking cat shit. woman is beyond awful, though. Catwoman is like directed by an insane person. It's really <laughs> it's so bad. Good. It's, it's so, so good. It's so bad. Yeah, I can't like, handle Catwoman, man. In the Affleck Daredevil movie, back to back. All you have to do is look at the Razzies. Just go back in time with the Razzies. Because Catwoman want, like they Catwoman cleaned up at the Razzies. Oh, no, for sure. But Daredevil, I know what you're talking about, intern. Daredevil is awful and it has some truly, like, can't even look at the screen. You're cringing so hard moments. But Catwoman, there's a scene where there's like, a, they're at a school. There's a bunch of kids cheering on Benjamin Bratt and Halle Berry. And they get in a one-on-one, like, basketball game that's, like, yes. aggressive. Oh, my but they're God. Also like, they're also, like, fake fucking each it's other and dry humping. super sexual in front of children. There's all these eight-year-olds cheering them on, and they're, like, she's mounting him and, like, going perfect. And, like, it's mm. insane. And she rubs her face I'm gonna watch with it. all of catnap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I want it. I should, I should just buy this. It's so good. And then like, we also watched The Core, which was not as good in the in the lineup so far, but it was a noteworthy. That's Hillary an, Swank. An honorable mention. If you Hillary will. Swank leading a team of people into the core of the Earth in order to set off a bunch of bombs to get the core of the Earth back spinning again because it's going to kill the planet that it's stopped. Do you do you know what won the Razzie for 2015? Hmm. It was a tie. Worst picture was given to Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. And Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. That means it got an Oscar nomination and a Razzie nomination at the same time. Yeah. Worst actress was Dakota Johnson. Worst actor was Jamie Dornan. Jamie Dornan is the Fifty Shades? Yeah. 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 It's not that bad, though. I feel like people... I mean, it's pretty. It's real bad, but... No, we talked about this. It, I, I Truly, as like my objective opinion, it goes... Very much into whoa, this is much better than I expected. To oh, this is exactly what I thought it would like be. Like from between, from t- you know, ten minute swings of that hard pendulum. Yeah. So yeah, but the sex scenes are pretty, they're pretty good. And they're they're gonna, tame, but they're they're kind of hot. We're going to see the sequel tomorrow at seven thirty. We'll let you know how it goes. Awesome. Can <laughs> I let you guys know about something? Hmm. I got my Shyamalan on. Oh, you watched the happening? No. I watched Split. And? Oh. And I think it's it's good. I There's no twist, finally. That's what he needed to stop doing for the last 14 movies that he's done or whatever. Everything since he stopped making movies well. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was very engaging the whole time. Now, can you confirm? I had a fan of, our sh- of the show say all of your guys' concerns are completely valid, but it's also very good. <laughs> Well, if you can't get past the kid acting, that might bother you because he does a bit of it. Um, but I think it goes fine with the story. It's just good. I don't know. Cool. I would the like, right things I would for like me. To, I would like to suggest as your next viewing experience to Amanda and Daniel, um, how about Battlefield Earth? That's on the list. That's on our <laughs> list. Mm-hmm. Is it on your list? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's I think on a lot of people's lists of like the worst, one of the worst movies ever made that has like a budget. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. How about? Got to be a movie that was like expected to do really well and then flopped hard. Amy, pretty. Amy want tickle. Amy want tickle. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fucking gorilla 
that a man taught to speak with like this sign language glove that that says the words out loud. And 50% of the time, this monkey says, Amy want tickle. What the fuck are they doing when they're alone, Nathan? <laughs> can't, and you, can't you just settle be- into the Twilight Saga then? Can't you just she pull up a She drinks martinis and smokes cigars. Yeah. This gorilla drinks martinis. Congo, Nathan, have you seen it? Uh, I think I heard that you hadn't seen it, so that's definitely... It's It's so, so good. I mean, it is a negative three. It's a negative three. If I did, I blocked it out. Like all the old Godzillas, like Godzilla versus Mothra. I don't know. Are those those Japanese things? I hate those movies. I could probably do it. Amanda would never make it. I couldn't do it. Kataka, Amanda, if you you watched uh, Godzilla versus Mothra, you could have a conversation with Ivan. Mm. About how terrifying it would be for him. He's afraid of moths and butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> 3,000 Miles to Graceland was nominated for a Razzie. Daniel, have you ever seen 3,000 Miles to Graceland? Yeah, it's silly. I don't it's, know if I'd... It's not a Razzie. It's, it, yeah, it's kind of just like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> Costner's awesome in that. What are you talking about? That's great. Mm, Waterworld. That's one we should revisit as a terrible movie. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It is yeah. so no, good. Waterworld is awesome. It's bad in a good way. Yeah. Sweet. I'm Armageddon. Gonna, oh, Armageddon. After I watch Gone with the Wind, I'm going to watch Anaconda, Speed 2, Cruise, cruise Control. Anaconda, we've, we've done. We've done Anaconda. We could just do Speed. You'd be surprised oh. if you went back to Speed. It's Have pre- you guys watched uh, <laughs> Snakes on a Plane? Yes. Yeah. Barbed Wire. Oh, I haven't seen Barbed Wire in a long time. I, I will tell you, Congo was nominated for a Razzie, but it was beat out by Showgirls. Ooh, it was a tough competition that year. <laughs> See, Showgirls was the easy choice because you go back on it and you're like, I don't know. A lot of this seems to be this way on purpose almost. Congo is like, whoops. Some <laughs> producer didn't come down and do his little daily check-ins like he was supposed to. I feel like I should buy all the Paul Verhoeven filmography. I want to go back to it. I've heard different like opinions so after the years. Like RoboCop, Total Recall, Basic Instinct, Showgirls, Starship Troopers, Hollow Man. Oh, Hollow Man. That, like just that run in itself. He's got a bunch of his uh, French stuff in here too. Which oh, have you look, seen Hollow Man? Interested in. No. Yeah. That I mean, I just that one, yeah that one's might go on the list as well. Oh my God! You tried to burden Adventures of Pluto Nash. It was nominated for a Razzie. Oh yeah! Oh, we're oh that's still that will find its way on your burden list somehow. From Justin to Kelly, can you do that, Daniel? <laughs> From Justin to Kelly, I think Vanilla Ice's movie is on there somewhere. No, it no, it should be, but I don't. I haven't seen it. I know what you're talking about. I've never gone near it. I never will. <laughs> ah, ice, ice, baby. Too cold. Daniel, have you ever seen Alexander starring Colin Farrell? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've we've discussed it many a time. I've never seen White Chicks. I'll throw that yeah. out there, Willie. I haven't seen it either. Really? Well, good news is is that you can burden it without watching it. Yeah, that's true. Ladies and gentlemen, trailerparkpodcast.com at T Podcast. Follow Daniel at One Hundred Lunatics. Follow Andrew if you can find out what his Twitter feed is. That's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, Sad Sack is stirring up another lineup that may be known uh, moving forward as the greatest lineup of all time for episode 76, which you will hear soon, I am sure. So maybe some uh, lost trailers? Hopefully uh, it isn't shit on. 
the way that uh, Kong was dealt with tonight. Uh, yeah, we may revisit Lost Trailers again in the, fu- in the near future as well. That's certainly a possibility. Um, we also are currently under construction on a massive Hellraiser expedition, which you will also see. Please visit sadsackstudios.com. You will, you will uh, be able to view it by clicking on our mega feed. Also, we do talk tennis occasionally at Advantage Deuce, and we're currently under under deliberation on some new projects as well. So, you know, Satsack Studios is a place to go. That is where you will find the information you need. I, I bid you adieu and say thank you to our participants this evening. To Amanda, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. To the intern. Um, You're fine. You're f- mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, whatever. And... Uh, and thank you to my cousin, my blood, my family. Nathan, you're welcome. Y'all are obsessed with each other. We will see you next time. Mm-hmm.